Thank you, Bad Mary, for that too sweet introduction. Welcome to U.S. Comics Cast, episode 83. Two topics, 60 minutes for the people. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics, wishing you all a happy comic book day in 720 downgraded glory. <laughs> and if he's the CEO, and if he's John Rivera, that must make me the COO and Charlie <laughs> Rivera. I'm just like John, but I'm fatter, angrier, and let's be honest, sometimes a little bit more fun. Ho, 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 ho. Angrier? <laughs> Come on, bro. Touche. At least Truth we- in broadcasting. <laughs> At least when technical issues happen, we're equal. <laughs> but I know normally these lovely people are very used to seeing me crack open a beer to make sure I lubricate. But... This week is a very special week because oh. we have power out- outages. Oh, yeah. We have all sorts of problems. So the kid upgraded, and I'm going with Holy just, shit. Mwah, just oh. getting me through all my life's problems, baby. This Tito's. is either going to be a 30-hour stream or a three-minute stream. There is zero chance. I've drank with this, I'm a bitch. There is zero chance he's getting through that without... Without incident. Um, but before the police are called in <laughs> and child protective services are involved for some reason, um, I do want to go ahead and give credit where credit's due. Again, bringing us in with that too, too sweet introduction. As always, one of our sponsors, Bad Mary Band. God, do they rock. They you rule. can definitely check them out right here on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Bad Mary Band, just like it sounds. If you can't spell it, you don't deserve to hear them. Uh, you can also check them out on badmaryband.com or check out their Patreon, uh, which just gives and gives and gives. Patreon.com slash badmary. Or frankly, just tippy-type Bad Mary into any of your music streaming services of your choice, and boom, you're going to see them. Uh, also, we can't uh, we can't go too long without naming our other sponsor from day one, Sergeant Finesse, right here. Uh, Sergeant Finesse Gaming on Facebook Gaming um, at Sergeant Finesse. Guys, if you have literally eight hours to kill, like most of us, quite frankly, do nowadays, check out the Sarge. Uh, he plays all kinds of game, but he's a monster on Warzone. He's a wowhead from day one. Uh, he's got a couple of... He scared the bejesus out of me playing uh, Last of Us 2 to completion. <laughs> and uh, I think he's going to be running around as an alien uh, in, in, the, in the very distant future, taking, uh, giving abuse to the humans as we so well Hell deserve. yeah, destroy so all humans. We don't want to go too far without naming those uh, those folks that pay the bills. But, Charlie, I know it's kind of... Um, to a degree, it's a little redundant to say, hey, how are you? I'm in, in about 12 minutes, I'll be a little drunk, and that'll certainly help. Uh, you know, the, the don't lie, you'll be a big drunk. That's true. You're welcome, America. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the COVID blues are very real. I find myself constantly kind of checking in on myself, just being like, all right, why do I feel even something as stupid as like hungry? Why do I feel hungry? Why do I feel sleepy? Why do I feel angry? Why do I feel happy? Because you need to you need to adjust it for this new world we're kind of all dealing with. 
Um, but luckily we have our funny books and we have our movies and we have our, our TVs to help us out and, and podcasts and Facebook live streams. And you know, if you want to give a follow to us comics HQ, who's going to be mad at you? Who's going to be mad at you? Nobody's going to take you off the Christmas list for following (laughs) us comics. Come on. What about you, sir? Uh, really just, just about the same. Um, I, I was keeping a very close eye on the windows as the storm raids through and you know uh, we were supposed to get the the lion's share of the uh action here in jersey but out by you out on long island i've heard far more horror stories not to say that jersey was not without incident just luckily knock on wood uh it, it went past my door like uh like the passover holy ghost <laughs> i put some blood on the post and just went right over thank you the goodness. question is whose blood whose blood Listen, uh, uh-oh. don't ask any questions. You won't force me to answer things that might make us both uncomfortable, okay? Moving on. So as I dealt with this <laughs> this kind of no-power shenanigans, um, and again, it's a, it's a problem that keeps persisting. The one thing I luckily <laughs> like had was I had my nice rechargeable lantern, and I yeah. had my funny books, and I was able to, uh, to kind of deal with, uh, you know no technology no ac in Mm. the way i find most comfortable and that's kind of surrounded by some of my favorite books and it got me thinking and that's going to be the first topic so i'm starting my own timer timer, boy so what what i was what i was reading is i kind of have my stack of books and there's always the the there's always the books that i find myself reading Mm. out of force of habit Either it's because someone's talking about it or I'm trying a new company. I mean, that's how I fell in love with Valiant Comics was Mm. I really kind of had a buddy said, nope, read these. Trust me. And I got to be honest, when you're reading through an arc of characters that you're not familiar with, there is a certain amount of like marathoning of it where it's okay. I don't really know who this is, so I don't really care. But let me get through these pages. Let me get through these pages. And luckily with a lot of Valiant's books, I wound up being like, holy crap, how did I not know about Exo Manowar? How did mm. I not know about some of these characters? When I first read Faith, um, you know, Faith, a, a, a plus-size heroine where the soul of that character really has very little to do with her size or her genitalia. She happens to be uh, shopping the big and tall section. She happens to be a chick, but that's one of the most enjoyable reads. And it's not to say that they don't discuss those kind of situations. But then I find myself reading through a lot of times it's X-Men books that aren't going the direction I want. Now suddenly in the X-Men comics, Jean Grey and Wolverine are, oh, will they, won't they? I'm like, what happened to bisexual wolverine and bisexual scott sharing like there was this cool story that i feel like they avoided a little bit well i mean that that doesn't discredit their their team so to speak (laughs) but no i i understand what you're saying in terms of the narrative and here's the thing i i want to put a pin in your thought really quickly and please uh, please get right back to it I, i think it's very important to make a distinction between uh, it's not going the way that I wanted it to because that that's a little bit of a, a problem in our kind of geeky, nerdy culture that we have going on. If if we have an idea of where a story might be going that hasn't been pre-established by uh, you know by by content that's already been put out there, 
Then all of a sudden, oh, this sucks. What what are you talking about? Just because they didn't come to the conclusion you thought they would, it sucks. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, that's not the case. And I know for a fact that that's not what you mean. Oh so no, of course. I just wanted yeah. I didn't want that to be unsaid. And I and I appreciate that. Yeah, and again, to to just continue on that sidestep before I get us all the way back on track. You mm. know, I'm wearing I'm wearing my Switchblade shirt. Uh, I think that's at least part of the reason you, you threw up the two sweet at the beginning of the show. Right now in New Japan Pro Wrestling, a bunch of fans are furious because Evil took over the Bullet Club and is now the champion. And mind you, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Switchblade can't be in Japan. So mm. there are a lot of fans who are like, this writing sucks. And it's like, well, they only had who they Remember, had. Right? Let's Come see on. where they go. But right. your sidestep really landed us landed me exactly where i wanted to be so kudos to you and again reminding our lovely audience we don't share our topics with each other no we do not because as i went through these books that i feel the compulsion that i have to read my batmans my supermans unfortunately these have Mm -hmm. become comics that are are i force myself through them because they're characters at the end of the day i love then I got to the books I love to read. And that's what a lot of yesterday was, as I had no electricity. <laughs> I found myself reading through Ghostbusters comic books, through Power Ranger comic books. I found myself rereading Ash versus the Evil Dead comic books. And it dawned on me, we might be living in the first time in history where there are so many people who fantasy booked how they think things should have gone. There are so many people my age, you know, I'm the youngest 35-year-old on earth, but there's a ton. That did not take very long. But there's a a ton of people my age that watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and then were kind of too old to watch In Space, Lost Galaxy, SPD, uh, blah, 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 blah. So their brains never left... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and they sat and they were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, like, the Rangers who left, what if they were, like, secret Power Rangers that had different powers? And now... No, the answer is no for anybody these, I disagree because this, this story arc seems to be awesome. What happened was these people are then hired and they're, and they're, asked, that ama- they're asked that magic question of what do you want to write about? And instead of someone out of, you know, art school wanting to draw Batman because fucking Batman rips or Spider-Man or Wolverine or any of these A-listers, there's a ton of people who are like, you know what I have a really good idea for? I have a really good Ghostbuster idea. I have a really good Voltron idea. I have a really good Transformers idea. But it never would have worked with the cartoon Transformers. And these people are given the opportunity to write these stories and without, almost without fail, these stories are excellent. Even when they go in a direction you're not expecting, mm. there's still someone is pouring their heart and soul out to it. But it's because no one is, no one was necessarily clamoring for a new Power Rangers comic. Maybe Saban. Maybe uh, Mattel, Charlie. I think, has the license now. <laughs> or Hasbro has the license. Um, but there was a writer 
who said, oh, I, I could tell the fuck out of his story. What if the white Power Ranger Tommy, what if he wound up staying evil and he kills everybody? And Boom Studios was there to be like, all right. Like, that <laughs> sounds crazy and ridiculous. And now you have comic books of, like, Ghostbusters meets Transformers. And right. while that's happening, John, we have other writers and other artists being forced to work on wildly popular uh, properties that they don't care about. When we talk about Justice League and we talk about the, the Zack Snyder cut, it's very clear he's not a Superman fan. At least he's not a Superman fan the way I'm a Superman fan or the way you're sure. a Superman fan. Well, so I mean, now, in the, I, to, to be fair, I don't think that he would he would identify quite that way. Just like you, like you self-corrected, not a fan that w w the way we are, for example. And that falls into line with the, well, you're not doing what I wanted you to do. Ergo, it stinks. Now, the problem with that is, um, in that circumstance, it really did stink. But it didn't stink just because they didn't use my brilliant <laughs> treatment of the character and the, 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 the connected storylines. It just, you know, it stunk on ice because it stunk on ice. Well, it becomes this weird balancing act. And and really, the question I want to bring to you this week mm. is, are, did we perhaps cross that point of no return? Because we have tentpole characters that, by and large, are these films that will be made. There's always going to be a Batman movie coming out soon. There's always going to be a Spider-Man movie coming out soon. The problem is they won't always have the same passionate creator behind it as a lot of now what we're seeing in these licensed comic books. Licensed comic books and licensed video games used to be the biggest piles of shit because they hmm. were engineered for one reason and that was to make money. Sure. But now these light there's someone out there who has a Metroid Prime script begging to get made. But when they make the Metroid Prime script, they're probably going to use a contracted writer who, let's say they get lucky and they vaguely remember the game. The game, the movie rather, will turn out the way Resident Evil did. And, and I'm using Resident Evil as an example because you know how much I love Mila Jovovich. You know how much I enjoy those films. Are they the same... Are they even in the same ballpark as the Resident they, Evil video games I love? Potentially no. unrecognizable. If you removed the name Resident Evil off of their posters and off of a big illuminated board outside the theater, and then you bought a ticket to, you know, skinny <laughs> zombie, zombie killer. Um, honestly, the word zombie barely is applicable when the the video games are so clearly zombie games. Then you watch the movie, and that's like skinny hot girl fights gross monsters with no explanation except maybe it's the umbrella academy i'm not entirely sure um so, umbrella so academy yeah. is the crossover we all want season yeah, well, three of umbrella academy they just fight resident evil movies um if you've watched the season to completion that might be the case those silhouettes uh, leave a lot to be desired but um uh, but i th that's the question i i I throw your way. Are mm. there any I'm gonna need, major... need you to frame that right up again for me. <laughs> are there any major tentpole characters 
that are that aren't almost too big to be to be overworked. And what I mean by that is they throw 30 writers at the next Hawkeye, you know, movie. Why mm. is it that Mandalorian was Mandalorian so great because they said it's the universe you know, but a guy you don't know. Yeah, he kind of looks like uh, Boba Fett, but he's not Boba Fett. If that was the Boba Fett show, I have a hard time feeling like it wouldn't have had the same problems the new Star Wars trilogy had. Whereas, you look at the Power Rangers comic versus the Power Rangers movie, one was written with passion, one was written because they wanted a movie. Um, in this day and age, where money's so important to everyone, it, are they kind of such, are they so scared they can't produce hyper quality things is that why we're all feeling like burnt out of it i i don't know and you you kind of went the long way around uh to to get to the direction that we wanted to go so forgive me while i catch up a little bit so just to clarify you're saying that the the passion projects are for the lesser characters or properties that are out there but the a-listers as you put it uh, have more so company men, or better yet, a corporate approach to either the storytelling or the handling of the character. Is that Correct. what you're saying? So yeah. what big characters could could uh, suffer potentially exactly right. a misstep? Well, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting question when I reframed it for myself. Um, <laughs> it, Rude. Looking at it from a business point of view, you if you don't look at a character as a fictional entity and you look at it as something of value, right? You buy something, you buy a you buy a, a thoroughbred horse, and while that horse might run like the Dickens, profitability-wise, it may make more sense to you, you know, to the bottom line, to put that horse to stud. Have that horse that's potentially the champion of champions do what they do on the track. Rather that made them do a little smushy mush in, back in the uh, back in the pen and produce more of, of these little champions. Um, again, business says one thing, your heart says another. But going with the heart, yeah, of course. I mean, every single tentpole character, every single character that we had bed sheets of. That we dressed up in in a cheap plastic costume with a with a plastic face mask that we wore around thinking we were the shit. Every single one of those characters has probably more than one, if math is is to be believed, which I doubt. Fucking math. Get um, out of here, math. You're drunk. Every single one of those characters has a super fan. Every one of them has a has a Mandalorian-style treatment in them. Now, granted, it might be in my trademark patent-pending direction of, of the reroute version, so maybe it's a, it was a secondary character that existed in a larger world that everybody is super familiar with that can now carry the flag into battle, uh, or in a circumstance like we've spoken about multiple times, and we have treatments for... Almost all the big hitters in DC 
we have a retreatment for all the big hitters in Marvel that we've already seen on screen and, and that we're anticipating. Um, we have treatments for, well, in Disney Marvel, you know, you know, across multiple universes. A lot of times it's when you do catch a perceived misstep that you start putting two and two together and say, you know what would have been neat was this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. But speaking to the point that you were originally making, there are super fans out there who are also super talents. And that's really the defining or the, 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 the fine line. Because somebody might have a notebook of a thousand uh, Wolverine sketches, but they have no idea what they would do narrative-wise with a character like that. However, there are also artists that through sheer creation of concept they kind of produce stuff that begins to to write itself. So uh, I'll, I'll put out there a very talented artist, Dan Mora. Yes. Dan Mora recently gave us a crossover event that literally not even Charlie was asking for, where it was a Power Rangers uh, crossover with the Gotham City core group, with the Bat family, for lack of a better term. Uh, so what we got was... Power Rangers, so awesome versions, yeah, of Nightwing, of of every Robin, uh, you know, under under the big top uh, <laughs> tent, uh, you know. I mean, honestly, and and granted, that their universes have collided before. Uh, I think there was like a six issue limited series yes. type of thing. I think it was Power Rangers Justice League, correct? Uh, but but not in this vein. But I mean, he... literally, he took two toys and. Where normally we just smash them together, he smashed them together so hard. Just became one new awesome toy. One thing, same color schemes, but they had helmets, and yeah. I mean that's that's brilliant. But and you know, he took it upon himself to do it. He didn't sit back and wait to have someone put on his desk an assignment saying, "Give me what the Power Rangers would look like in the Gotham in the DC yeah. Gotham world." He just did it, you... and and now it looks like it might have legs. Well, you know what's really interesting, too? And I, I don't want to presume what he was thinking when he put this art together. And I do not want to throw shade at anyone else. But Justice League's crossover with the Power Rangers mm -hmm. was a money endeavor. I read it. I have all the issues. Sure. It brought nothing to the table other than, like, look, the Red Ranger is talking to Superman. And there is a certain enjoyment that comes from that. But speaking to your point, we have to talk monetarily because mm. I'm not an, I'm not a fool. It's not that I don't understand. I'm not a complete fool. All right. There all the go. time. I have to put a few <laughs> asterisks on it. But you look at something again. I'll use Mandalorian as an example or what's probably a better example. And I used it last week. So I feel a little bit like a hack. Repeat. But, but Thor 2 and like Thor 3, what uh -huh. happened? Thor 2 had clearly too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. There was too much money to be at. Chris Hemsworth is this like stallion of a guy. Girls love him. Guys want to hang out with him. The first movie did gangbusters. Charlie they said, does also. It's true. <laughs> they, said, they said, we know how to ruin this. Dark World. Well. Then the third one, they said, oh, shit, let's never do a Thor movie. And I don't know the origin of it, but I do know at some point they got 
Tiger Watiti, Taika Watiti. Good um, Lord, he is not a tiger, sir. And they they said, I mean, he is, but not. On and they brother. clearly said, like, all right, what do you got? Or another example is the Ant Man movie we got, which I liked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Could have been the Ant Man movie I love because the original director and writer was going to be one of my favorite directors or writer. So what? And I and I get it. Batman needs a certain amount of protection. But so did the Joker. The minute that they let Joker be a film to just be like, let's see what happens, it winds up winning awards. Mm. So what's better? And I'm asking you this about our own endeavor. What's better if if they were going to make a U.S. comics movie, would you rather put people in a position, I'm saying, someone please call us, would you rather put someone in a position to hit a grand slam or do you just want them to get on base? It's a it's a fair question. A very hard question to answer. If you are in a circumstance like ours, right? Let's let's play the hypothetical situation out. So we have well, we've debuted forty three, soon to be forty four characters thus far. Our debut uh, endeavor is going to have well over fifty characters that people will lay eyes on for the first time in the. You know, in the um, in in combined pages, if someone were to come to us, let's say Netflix, options U.S. comics characters, and call they us. say, My number's flashing on the bottom of the screen. Don't call Charlie because pff, he will sell up eighty before, bucks before the introductions are over. He's like sold. Uh, call me. Where'd you get a gavel? Like. <laughs> He's like, uh, I will go ahead and authorize that myself. <laughs> um, yeah, so if they came to me and said, okay, so we're going to option your characters in this world, but we're going to hand it off to one of our capable creative teams. All right, that's how it's going to play out. And then that creative team comes back to us and says, all right, here's the deal. All the characters, all the names are staying the same, the power schemes, the... The relationships are all identical, but they're all jellyfish. And as a creator, as a as a creator, you're also tasked to be the overseer, the the protector, the guardian of these particular characters. That's a responsibility. It's like taking a pet in. You take a pet in for your house. You don't just put a couple of signs and walk around for a few minutes. You go out there and find that fucking dog. No, you if you take in a pet. Your now responsibility is to make sure, or I've heard the rumor is that's the way it is with children. Um, so what is you that? now have <laughs> you have a responsibility to these entities. You can't just willy nilly say yes to everything that comes along. So I do have to give the ultimate decision makers some credit, and I'm gonna say that maybe. In certain circumstances, the passion projects, the the passion approaches that came through the door, the pitches, right, that they heard, it could be possible that these creatives are just not good salespeople, right? Maybe they had the best idea because if they came in with the idea for the uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker and didn't sell it like it was the cure for what ails you, (laughs) they might have said, uh, do me a favor Get the fuck out of this office. Yeah. That's we true, too. Do not, uh, we, we don't uh, validate parking. 
So just hit the fucking bricks, pay the fee, and don't come back. So, you know, I think that it is, I don't want to, uh, it's, it's, it's somewhat presumptive to say it's a 50-50, but I, I mean, logically, I have to say maybe it's a 50-50, maybe great ideas never see the light of day just because they couldn't pitch it, but maybe great ideas never see the light of day because, you know, corporate is what corporate does. I just so. keep thinking about, like, what I was thinking as I was reading through these just go go Power Rangers is the current Power Ranger book Boom Studios doing. It's just it's excellent. Really, it's <laughs> um it is. Oh, uh, the book is called Go Go Power Rangers, and Charlie described it as brilliant. It, but All right. it's, Do you mean why, in though. the English, in the English vernacular, saying brilliant is like just something that's good? Oh, no, brilliant! No, I, I mean it's I mean it's fucking awesome. What huh. what's great about it is it's one wow. of those. Try to give you an out. It's one of those <laughs> books. Well, I kind of want everyone to buy it because it's one of those books. If you don't give a shit about the Power Rangers, and they it don't. still rips. It's right. awesome. It is. I'll this is. I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna come out of my face, and I'm not gonna so, ask oh, for a redaction. Can we? Can you put a disclaimer on the screen? The opinions of Charlie I do could, not, but I'm not necessarily. Going to. I'm oh, dragging you down. It's better. It is better than uh, conservatively. It's better than anything the last six years of Justice Leagues or Avengers. Oh introduced. my God. This kid's got to be out of his comic God, book wise. Mind. Comic what? book wise. Uh, the, the, the last time the end. You have to remember, John, oh. our brains ruin timetables all the time. I remember. I remember just fine. Look, it's difficult for me to. I'm like Perry Mason. You're asking <laughs> me to step to the front of the courtroom and, and make a defense when I'm not prepared. I don't really have much of a. License. That's why I like the format of our show. Door on. It's very difficult for me to get this poor bastard off of death row. Uh, but I, I haven't read it, so you know what? It might. I'm gonna be... lend it all to you, and I, I challenge you. To give it a chance. The Odyssey combined of comic books. I, I wouldn't go betting ranch, but maybe I have to read it. I'll I, tell I you this. You know what? Probably throwing out accolades. Do like you know they... what the last the the <laughs> uh, if you're if you're up to it, I will happily buy you a paperback version. But the last big Bar- story arc they told. The last big storyline they told with Lord Draken felt like the 90 kid the 90s kid equivalent to kingdom come for me like in its writing style in its writing style i'm not what what i mean by that is it was clearly influenced do you have that cancel stamp it's still fresh the ink is still fresh on it from before (laughs) yeah hit hit that charlie file give me a double that's not even that's not even nice well let me ask you this let me ask you this (laughs) Um, and if you want, I, if you want, I could go first. But if tomorrow someone gave you the pen, if tomorrow you were able to pick up any seldomly used license to mm. knock a story out of the park, what story, what what character or what license would you want? I mean, it's far too wide of a spectrum. Give me yours and, and I'll, I'll play Captain. I have a weird one because it's also a boom. I'm shocked. It's also a boom comic, but it's just it's just not as good. Um, and again, I don't mean that in any sort of disrespect. What I really mean by it's not as good. I don't, I don't mean to be not disrespectful. 
I happen to not enjoy it the way I enjoy other stuff. Um, it stinks. Um, I really would love to take a stab at a WWE comic book. I think the world of WWE um, can be presented in a wonderful comic book way. And I feel like I could do it if you told me I could do it in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, or now. I feel mm. like I could tell compelling stories within the universe without having to go crazy. No one has to become an astronaut. Um, <laughs> but if it's the I'm attitude, if it's the attitude era, it's in essence a story about a gang versus like either a corporation that's like just not up for you having fun or the corporate ministry, which is like, what if your boss hired the devil? Um, it's fucking Lucifer with wrestling. Um, if I were to do it now, groups like the Undisputed Era or NXT or really the project I would love to do, so call me Tony Khan, mm. is an AEW comic book. Let me do a, a comic book that's, that's coming. like... You know that that's coming. Let me, let me have a stab at that pitch because the idea of the elite, the Young Bucks, Cody, and Kenny Omega taking on the world of of wrestling you you all the only narrative shift you have to do is pretend it's real it's just this is ufc now not scripted pro wrestling oh, hold on a second i'm gonna put put a i'm gonna put a stopper on that whoa 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 stop the clock like my homeboy the limo driver says uh wrestling is real it's just that the Accurate. outcomes are predetermined don't make me send ddp over to your house son Sorry, i'm gonna apologize to cody i'm yeah. sorry cody yeah, please you better use the hammer on those knees. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm picking up what you're laying down. It's very simple, and it's actually something that we haven't spoken about, you and I, uh, privately, mostly because we're like, nope, stop talking, save it for the show <laughs> at this point. We've ceased talking about these things, personally. We just talk uh, about politics and our people are stupid. Yeah, well, there's plenty to talk about. I would 110% ask for and write the bejesus out of a Zaro comic. Ooh! Now, most recently... Oh, fuck. That's a good answer. I know. I'm very smart. Most recently, the best thing that we've gotten from Zaro in the, in the comic book pages was a crossover with the Lone Ranger. But when they crossed over, it was basically the Lone Ranger burying Zaro because he was, he was dead as a doornail. He was dead as Mexican disco. Um... So while they did kind of have somewhat Mexican of a disco. Yeah, Mexican disco is the fucking jam. If you don't know it, don't play yourself and say it sounds stupid. Listen to it. It's not a real thing. Don't bother looking for it. Uh, so anyway, Mexican disco. Um, yeah, so, so that was the most recent uh, thing that we've seen from him of interest in the comic book pages. What I would do is very, very simple, straightforward, but amazing. I want a comic that's in the current day with a descendant oh. of Zorro. Now they, now they've done something relatively similar in the animated for children vein. And it happens to be a, a, a female descendant of Zorro, which I have no problem. Honestly, it could be a dog. I don't care. It, could, it couldn't be a dog, but it could be a very smart monkey. That's as far as I'll go, but I don't care if it's male or female. I want a descendant of Zaro in the current era. However, I want them to be, to a degree, what Diego de la Vera... De la Vera. 
<laughs> oh no! You had to make the Mexican disco joke. Mexican disco. I love time limits. Like the foot was over the line. It's no go. Diego de la Vega, not Rivera. <laughs> Anyways, I'll go ahead. I will put my treatment down. Uh, it's amazing. Zaro, I love you. Uh, I will write. Sounds... I will write. Ooh, I'll write you so good. Your cape will permanently fluttering in the breeze. You'll never have a stagnant droop limp cape. Not with me, baby. Just always a nice cape. Uh, but it is. It is halftime. Half here for U.S. Comics Cast. And that means we got to talk about the stuff I want you to do. Hey, <laughs> you, are you listening to me? Are you looking at just this no, put no. Look no. at this fresh Viking-like haircut. Look like at it. my brother just looking styling and profiling like Rick Flair himself. Look underneath my brother's masculine and yet firm chest. Look underneath it. That's uscomicshq.com, stupid. Oh, Bookmark right. it. Look at me. <laughs> See where it says switch? Look a little lower. Right there, all of our social media. Switch over to US Comics. <laughs> Very nice. All of our Thank social you. media can be found at US Comics HQ. That's Instagram, YouTube, the Twitter machine, the Facebook, obviously. But <laughs> we also like to take a minute or two to talk about some stuff that isn't specifically us. But don't get me wrong, us. Give us money. Follow our stuff. But also, as well as today, I wanted to bring to the table um, something that might be a little controversial. Mm. I'm going to give a huge shout out this week to Disney+. Plus. And no, it's not because Mandalorian Season 2 is out. No, it's not because the rumblings of Mandalorian Season 3 are all but confirmed. It's because if you show up in the cast of Mandalorian 3... I am going to be biblically pissed at you. How awesome would it be if, like, I didn't even tell you? No, it the, wouldn't be. I have awesome the U.S. At all. Comics Griffin on like my peck pad. Like, what's that? Oh. Is there just a a fluffy Mandalorian? And I just wave at the camera. What if I ruin the show? I'm like, hi, John. I'm on the Mandalorian program. Uh. <laughs> but Disney Plus um is has announced today. They're going to be releasing Mulan uh, mm. straight to that platform. But there's a catch. You'll be able to rent it off of their platform for a stiff price VLT. of $30. Now, I don't want to debate it. I don't want to make it a topic because I'm happy about it. This is all I want to tell you. I live in New York. My tickets are $15 a piece. I have gone to the movies alone before. It's something that I don't always do, though. So I want, when it's a movie that my girlfriend's willing to go to, or John's willing to go to, or my, you know, my third aunt twice removed is willing to go to, that's two tickets. I like to pay when I bring someone to the movies. That's $30. Then I want my popcorn. I want my giant water. Uh, a lot of times I have to pay $5 for my cup of water because it's in a combo with the stupid popcorn. I'm not leaving a movie theater uh, with much uh, change from a $100 bill. So if you're telling me I could see Mulan from the comfort of my home for $30, yes, please. And 
I'm saying it now. Bill and Ted 3, I know it's going video on demand too. I'll give you 50. If that's what you need, I'll do it to not have to go to the movies. And I swear I'm going to pass it right to John. I'll tell a very quick story. Last weekend, I saw two movies at a local drive-in. They set up like a free drive-in movie at the beach by my house. Mm-hmm. The Friday <clears throat> night, I saw a, um, a, well, Groundhog's Day. Oh, it was Groundhog Day? I Groundhog's thought it was Turtle Day. Well, Saturday, I saw Ninja Turtles. Mm. Uh, you know what the difference was? Groundhog's Day, I had a great time. There was a nice breeze. I watched my movie. I teeheed with my snacks I brought. When I watched Ninja Turtles, I was surrounded by the loudest, most annoying humans on Earth. The bitch to the left of me was on her fucking cell phone and had it on speakerphone, just screaming because she couldn't hear because everyone had Ninja Turtles playing because that's what we were watching. And the pickup truck to my right had about 58 fucking kids because they must have gone around the neighborhoods picking up these little shit machines that weren't even watching Casey Jones and Raph become best friends. And they still weren't watching when Casey Jones and April were clearly going to make Whoopi. So if I got to pay 30 bucks to see a movie without no shit stains... I will. Thank you, Disney Plus. I mean, there's Thank no you. guarantee that there's not going to be shit stains, but I, I'm picking up what you're laying down. And it's an interesting segue as I uh, wrangle the mic away from your bubbling lips. Uh, I, too, have a drive-in story that I want to use as my unsolicited plug of the week because our very own... Super sexy and super talented Bad Mary Band is making their galactic return to the performance stage in ostensibly what is a drive-in performance. Yes, indeed, Bad Mary returns. They're going to have a drive-in show at Mr. Beery's. Not Miss Beery's. Not Hey Beery's. Not Dr. Beery's. Because things are kind of shady, and they had to get right to work. Uh, things were tough at the Beery household. You needed the income, so not Dr. Beery's, but Mr. Beery's. Um, they're having a show this Friday. It's from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m., if you can stay up that late. They're going to have actually two sets. They're playing... Uh, they're playing some of the classics. They're playing some of the new stuff. They're playing some covers. Now, here's the beauty of it. In this COVID-coated, uh, terrible, candy-crusted world, obviously, we can't pack them in like typically we like to do. So it's a drive-in show. They're inside. You're outside. You're in your car. You're listening to the feed, the live feed that's coming in. Uh, go ahead, go over to Bad Mary's Facebook page or any of the destinations that I gave you earlier. You can get all the all the information. Guys, like, what a freaking awesome, awesome idea. Live broadcasted, drive-in show, bring your car, wear a mask, stay six feet apart, and they're going to be inside playing their asses off because they're fucking awesome. So, so awesome. Um, that, I love this. Just awesome. I just love, a great idea. I love the idea. I love that. Our, our, you know, I'm, I'll be there. Uh, don't come near me. I'll be the idiot in an ectomobile. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. And the U.S. Comics face mask. That's true. What a I love. I wish it had it here, but it's in my car where I need it. Oh, <laughs> where it's, where exactly, where, where it can be put to good use. So, um, 
Yeah, you know, we we uh we certainly covered a lot of ground with your with your topic, You're Charlie. Welcome. And it's much appreciated, mostly for the mileage because the lease is up, and I want to make sure that we get our money's worth uh, with the stream uh, show. So I'm going to take a slightly more linear approach to my topic, and you can actually go ahead and start my timer because it's uh, it's well-deserved, and I know exactly what I'm talking about. Again, I hate, I hate to qualify everything by saying, in this world that we're living in. I sound like a, every trailer from the 1985 to, like, 1997, in a world where... <laughs> and it's always the same... Same terrible, terrible daily <laughs> crap that we have to deal with. We reach out. We look for uh, the COVID-15 that people refer to constantly. It's either 15 pounds gained or 15 pounds lost, both for the same reason. Due to stress, due to anxiety, due to uh, alternate uh, eating patterns and, and workout regimens and lifestyles. Uh, so... In any way, we, we look for comfort, whatever that means to us individually. And I am no exception. I look for comfort, usually, in the entertainment field. I want to be taken away. Like Calgon promised in their shampoo commercials, Calgon, take me away. In this case, my proverbial Calgon <laughs> is no one but the genius himself. The giver that gives and gives and gives. The the brain behind such uh, brilliant installments as, I don't know, maybe you've heard of Blade Runner. Maybe you've heard about a little something called Gladiator. Maybe. Sequel coming somehow, even though Gladiator's dead. Uh, I don't know, maybe something like mm, Alien. Just a little something. Just, just a couple of okay shots. A couple of okay installments from the brain of the genius from the king among men ridley scott is damn done it again boys and girls charlies of all ages have you caught wind of what hbo is coming into our house carrying under their arm like a case of natty ice for four dollars and ninety-five cents a month, no idea. Raised by wolves, may very be, very well be, the science fiction installment that we've all been so much waiting for. And I'm gonna say this, Charlie. As soon as this uh, is over, I'll shoot you the link for the trailer. This is coming right to HBO Max. Originally, it was supposed to be for TNT, but I don't know what the hell happened. They lost their... They must have had duck grease on their hands or something because they lost their grip on it and it ended up, I think, where it rightfully belongs with HBO Max. The science fiction dystopian story that, again, it completely caught, caught me off guard. The fact that it has my man from Vikings, Ragnar Lothbrok himself, appearing in i mean they they could have stopped selling it to me right there oh ragnar in space all right when do i show up what should i bring 
a, a you know a, a horn of ale? Should I bring a ha- a half axe? What what I need to do? They're like no no no, John, you don't need to do nothing but sit down, open your eyes and drink it in, baby. Make sure you skip lunch because I want you to drink it in. It looks so freaking good. Uh, the basic gist of it, without giving too much away, which I can't because I've only seen the trailer, but it it sold me. Um, it's it's in essence humankind. We're on a different uh, non-Earth planet, and uh, we're obviously doing our best. Now, the interesting thing is, and where art can inform, uh, I've always felt, and this is a conversation that we've had. Uh, at least privately multiple times. And I think we've danced around it right here as well. Art, for art's sake, is never going to be the final form, right? If it was a Pokemon, art for art's sake would be the little goofy Pokemon that you get for 25 cents (laughs) in like the machine outside the barbershop while you're waiting for dad to finish up. Uh, It's never going to be the best version, right? Art that has for lack of a better term, an ulterior motive of educating, getting us to God, think, hell yeah. starting conversations, changing frames of mind, illustrating points. That's that's real art. And art that can do that where people don't realize that what they've done, that's like a fucking magic trick. So um, I really see a lot of that happening here. There's a lot of meat on that bone. Uh, so we, here we are. Humankind is now on a different. We're trying to colonize this new planet for ourselves. Clearly, shit must have gone sideways <laughs> back on uh, Earth One. Otherwise, and, it's a uh, boring ass show. Otherwise, like, we're like just tourists. Why, why would you even go to Arizona? Like, why? Like, everything's perfectly fine here. So, uh, so, so clearly they had good reason. However, like humankind seems to always do we brought our baggage our proverbial baggage to this new uh this new landscape and that shit that everybody packed up all nice folded up made sure that everything fit perfectly rolled our roll up our socks it's it's coming back to bite us in the ass now where it gets really interesting is that because of all this craziness or in spite of or maybe just uh, coincidentally the younger set of, of humans are looked after by these two cyborgs. And uh, the, the voiceover for the trailer is actually one of the cyborgs, and she's actually regaling the kids with the story of the three little pigs. And you, you know, uh, the reference that I can think of, the, uh, the example, not an analogy, but an example that I can think of, where they give you something that you're familiar with and they frame it up in a completely different way and now you've got goosebumps going up your your back all the way into your pancreas. Gremlins did it to me. And this is going to be a this is going to be a little bit of a I'll try not to pull anything. What? So I'll have to do my DDP. Gremlins did it to me the first time. Uh, and the name of the song escapes me exactly, but the Gremlins have already started gremlining around. Not Gizmo, because Gizmo's a good, good guy. Egg. Yeah. And uh, Big Stallone fan, I heard. <laughs> Mom is in the house, and she's going about her, her Christmas stuff. And there is a Christmas fucking anthem playing on the record player. And you know, as the viewer, 
that Stripe or one of the other douchebag reptilian gremlins is like lurking around and you hear this Christmas music, which in the past you've only ever associated with the big fat man with the fuzzy pom-pom on his hat and toys, the Thundercat toys that you've been waiting for all year long. You've been such a good boy and it's going to be under the tree and that's the song you think of? Not no more, baby. You don't think of that shit anymore. You think of a gremlin that's going to end up in the microwave and get turned into gremlin jelly because this song is forever associated now with me that way. So uh, in that same vein, but on a, on a good spin, now the story of the three little pigs will never, ever mean the same. Because she, what she's doing is she's regaling the kids with the story. And while it's on the surface, it's the story of the three little pigs. It's also as well as these little younglings story. And whew, when she gets to the part where the wolf shows up. You know right away oh, shit. one of those damn kids is going to have a bad day. Now, the real question mark is this. You see the cyborg characters. You see Ragnar's character. Uh, you see a couple other uh, unmentionables uh, roaming around. The real question mark is, well, who's the wolf in this scenario? And a lot of times, we all know from example, it's the one who's professing to be, I'll take care of you. I'll, I have your best interest at heart. And you find out that mother sucker is the wolf wearing grandma's clothes. And wait a minute, the, that's not the same. Uh, the different fairy tales. I, I'm mixing metaphors here, but you know what I'm talking about. So so clearly to, to, to kick it back to <laughs> I you. I want to read that story. Uh, <laughs> you, you have heard, I've heard nothing. neither is hide this, nor hair of this story. Yeah? Is this going to be in the Aliens universe? Charlie, I couldn't tell you if I know. I wouldn't tell you if I knew, but I couldn't tell you. Because that's the, um, you know, what's what's funny is as you were talking, I was like, it's about goddamn time he went and did something that didn't feel the need to be associated with aliens. But as you were talking, I was like, <laughs> oh, know what I could go for? I could go for a fucking xenomorph, right? In this motherfucker. Um, Look, no, and, uh... and that's what I love about, that's what I really do love about this weird not to borrow your gimmick, but this really strange time in our existence is that, that we're all living through right now is like, I feel somewhat more disconnected from mm. stuff that's about to cut, like the stuff that's on the horizon, right. because I find it just much healthier to be like, let me turn on Netflix. Oh shit. Umbrella Academy season two is up. And then I get like all, all giddy and then jess is like what's umbrella academy and i realized i failed as a boyfriend last year oh no sorry that's Um, that's inappropriate so it's like right now i'm so entrenched in re-watching umbrella academy i just don't have really enough time wait jess didn't see the first season she didn't watch the first season because it was before we lived together is that cancel stamp still out you didn't put that away yet yeah start inking that son of a bitch up real nice for if it's any consolation, when I realized my instant reaction to her not having seen the first season of Umbrella Academy was yeah. outrage. Yeah, I'm good. like, what do you do all day? What's your? <laughs> She's like, I used to spend time with like friends and shit. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, what'd you here. do? I literally let for Umbrella, not Umbrella Academy. It was Jessica Jones. Me and mm. my friends met up to just binge the fucking <laughs> second season of Jessica Jones. 
Because me and my like, friends. The second conversation, you're like, shut up, shut up. Literally, it was, it was like some. We like started in the morning. So one of my friend's wife, like wives, made like pancake strips or something. And she's like, who wants? I'm like, bro, fucking the TV's on, lady. Shut up with your syrupy oh. bullshit. Oh. Shut your mouth. So no, I, I feel like I feel like I completely miss this. Uh, I'm a big TNT fan because they're they're the company that that show AEW. Mm. Um, but no, I'm so excited, and I'm like now I'm just desperate to see this trailer because I'm like, are there any clues Ooh. that make me feel? I like, will I will send it you know, to you literally upon completion of this episode. It's uh the one thing that I don't like, and you know for every yum there's a yuck, as Charlie likes to remind us. I don't like to talk about any negatives about myself. You may have noticed that. Oh, oh no. Well, granted, there are your many. own biggest fan. There are I'm yeah, like five ten, not that big. I don't have a lot of negatives. I hate I like you. To think. <laughs> but <laughs> but that was such um, a dad joke. <laughs> thanks. Two dogs. Two dogs. 50, 50 wild birds and three, three, possibly four uh, squirrels who are just getting more and more audacious by the day. Like, you're a tree rat with a cute tail. Don't get crazy, bro. Like, the almond, the almond train can turn off real quick. Anyway. I have to feel, I have a, to be totally honest, not to, not to pull this back before I push this forward. You uh-huh. really need to start posting on U.S. Comics the squirrel adventures because that's its <laughs> own comic book miniseries yeah waiting to happen no, no you're right you're you were right. talking about things you don't like about yourself so but, i'm desperate to I hear mean, go on barely barely don't like it eh, even don't like is strong let's say uh, come on john you, i'm not mad at you I, you just can do better i'm disappointed and that's when i really hurt myself like oh no i hate you i hate you so i hate your guts <laughs> so in any any case technology uh, while while it can be our saving grace, is also it's like a mirror that that we hold up and we see like, oh, I didn't like that about me, and I've become so acclimated to getting something that I want in its completed form. That and Perry Mason, I'm looking at you, Perry. All right, I want to see that license. How did you pass that test in like two weeks? What are you like? Is fucking catch me if you can time now. You got you got your you, you can practice law in two weeks. Come on, dude. Anyways. But like Perry Mason, I wanna sit and watch it all. But HBO is not gonna let me do that. For my own good, granted, they're saying, No, John, no. You're gonna get one episode a week, and the first season is only and I'm presuming it's gonna be multiple seasons, because God loves me. But the first season, at least, will be 10 episodes only. Now, Ridley Scott directs the first two. Ooh. So what I'm presuming is in the Favreau fashion, they'll have created, in essence, a template where now the series is going to follow that that, that path that Ridley has forged for us. And, uh, you know, he's... um. He is what's his official title? Again, they're referring to it as Ridley Scott's uh, um, series, but the fact of the matter is, you know, he he didn't write it, he didn't conceive of it. And what's interesting, and I, I do realize that it goes against the grain of the 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 podcast, 
it doesn't have any source material that we know of. Because again, like Charlie mentioned, Ridley Scott is a master of the sci-fi genre because, I mean, there there are some conspiracy theorists out there that might disagree, but like fucking Blade Runner is not connected to the aliens, you know, universe in any real sense of the term, not the way Prometheus was, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and even then they were kind of tenuous and debatable, but maybe you you never know you never really that's know that's also so a lot of there fun maybe source material so that's why i'm going to i'm this is going to have a little bit my topic will have a, a bit of an asterisk when we close up the books for the year but i'm going to this is going to be my defense in like 2027 when we're at our board members meeting for us comics and charlie brings up oh you remember you talked about uh, raised by wolves on that episode but there was no comp and i'll say mate not yet not yet fucko give it time still I uh, you know what I love about that that sort of material though, yes. What that is begging for, especially since I hate you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Just fun fact: I hate the CEO of uh, of the company I bleed for. Um, sometimes from the rectum. That's right. Oftentimes, poop actually. blood. A uh, poop blood. I just called it. I'm a little drunk. Um, <laughs> what I love about something like Raised by Wolves, just hearing you talk about it. In my head, going back to the first segment of the night, I there's going to be a fan who's going to be like, I want to oh, write shit out. 256%. So, well, you know, what, you know what's so funny, too? What I finally read this week, and I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know the name, but I, I've been reading through some of the comics that happen in between the newest trilogy of Star Wars films, mm. and they're awesome. You're like reading yes. stuff, and you're like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish this was the fucking movie, and it's because there's someone who loves Star Wars so much. They're nerds like us, and they were like, "Oh fuck, this can't. Sure. We need well, this to be better." Not to toot our own horn no, or toot anything, it. I but love it. they're one of the the best ways that we've had to kill time, and that's we've had plenty of opportunities and necessity for that has been in precisely that to to kind of take something that that ended here and that picked up here and connected those dots or sometimes rerouted or kind of you know pleasure it's well it's one of those things where when people say goofy sounding shit like oh this is such hard work but when you look sit back and you look at all the great things that you've accomplished doesn't that feel so good? And when they're talking about like building sheds or mowing a three acre lawn or like doing your homework, you're like, no, no, that's that's uh, that's bullshit. Yeah, I would have preferred so doing anything else. Sell that to somebody else, motherfucker. On the contrary, when it has to do with things like Star Wars or aliens or whatever, you know, you reference some of the crossovers. And um, the difference, as you said, in the quality, the end result is whether something was a passion project or something was an assignment. assignment, um, You can usually you can tell the damn difference, but we've given each other assignments like that. And the results have been just just the best. Just one of my favorite. One of my absolute favorite things is. 
you know, the 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 kind of expression I use far too often is like, don't yuck my yum, because mm. you may not like the shit I like. With you and I, that's seldomly true, because no. I'm a fat clone. One brain, um, one. I'm like that second clone. Like, the first clone of John probably killed him and took over for him. I'm yeah. the next one. where They're like, I'm the second clone. <laughs> this one's fluffy and younger. What the fuck? Um, much younger. Oh, Violently younger. You know what the bitch about it was? The actual original John had a metabolism <laughs> that would make a six-year-old blush. <laughs> he could just eat a whole cheesecake and get more abs by the time that last piece was done. And I can assure you there's none of that happening here. So... Fuck that guy. John's doing seven hours of DDP yoga to just keep his delicious frame. Um, Just so I can say the word cheesecake, I have to do seven hours of DDP yoga. But a film like Prometheus, to kind of throw us all the way back there, a film like Prometheus has, just like the newest Star Wars trilogy, has amazing scenes in it. It's just kind of when you put them all back to back to back, you're like, but what I really meant was like someone like Ridley Scott when you take one of his projects, that Grand Slam potential is always there. Um, again, Blade Runner is next level. That's I know it's inspired some of the stuff I've written and some of the stuff I've brought to you. Um, I, I know for a fact, Aliens, uh, specifically Aliens, uh, the second in the Alien franchise, mm. that movie is like, when I think of like badass guys who... Who like maybe like to have a little fun. That's where that really in my head, that's where that type of character came into existence. Which again, it's it's begging to be utilized in other areas. That was like the first the attitude era pro wrestlers all could have been colonial marines. Stone Cold Steve Austin is a colonial marine. So well, is The Rock, so is Shawn Michaels. You, you know what I was gonna say was true talent. Uh, and again, this is also going to sound like I'm talking about myself, but I'm not. Damn it, you are, aren't you? Um, true talent really knows no genre limitation because... This is uh, just an ad for you. <laughs> this is like fucking... So Linehookup.net. While Ridley Scott is often you know, automatically kind of thought of in that sci-fi genre and Raised by Wolves falls firmly in that category... Um, one of my favorite movies from the mid eighties is like a 10 year old kid was fucking legend, which legend rips actually the, the Sarge and I make reference to it pretty often. And just as often, we're the only ones that we know who know what we are talking about. Legend is, is just fucking swell. Just more evidence when I pull my Perry Mason act and stand at the front of the courtroom and make my case for why Tom Cruise may be one of the greatest uh, Hollywood uh, stars that we've ever seen. We get it. You're a Scientologist. Anyway, I will get to that next level. So help me. Is that why you want? Woo! Is that why you like this show? You're like <laughs> fucking Zenu would love this shit. <laughs> I just look really good in navy looking clothes. <laughs> um but but yeah, um you know, a, a legend um Thelma and Louise, that's Ridley Scott. I mean, uh, Black Hawk Down. So I mean, he's he's one of these creators, right? To use a kind of a more of a generic title for our favorite people. <laughs> 
they Jack Nicholson has a great line in The Departed. He's also one of these actors or people, you know, humans that it's you would never look at him sitting out on the, you know, on the uh, court side at a Laker game and think he's so scary. No, you think like, fuck, is he? What is he eating right now? Does he have two different shoes on? Like, what? What is Jack Nicholson's life? Uh. Um, but in The Departed, he's got your butthole puckered for like two hours plus. Um, same thing, obviously. Uh, you know, when when he's running around the Overlook Hotel, your your butthole is weep, weep, double layered. So. Hey, but, I'm Jack Nicholson. I brought my own nachos. Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. And like, what was on those nachos? And like, bro, you're you, at Madison Square Garden. What the fuck's the cheese those? on the outside? Like, how did you not keep a grip? They're nachos, man. The that hell? is, fun fact, that's the life I aspire to. Yeah, I want like thing, one bro. day it's them to like happen. pan during like an AEW pay-per-view. And I'm there with like a straight up like turkey leg, like. Like a thermos full of some unidentified oh. drink. Oh, God. Yay. Is that Charlie Rivera in an all-white suit dressed up like Boss Hog? And he's eating out of a... He's eating out of a Kevin-sized tub of chili? What is that? <laughs> is it, oh. <laughs> he spilled it on the court. Oh, sorry, Team USA. You're going to have to wait. We know it's basketball, but we're gonna have to bring out the Zamboni for this fucking. <laughs> Why is uh, it so sticky? It instantly sealed itself to the court. Why? Why are there gummy bears in this? It's chilly. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. That's my brother. Why are there gummy bears? I thought they'd melt in. <laughs> uh, and then like oh. immediately after Gummy Bear Chili Fest was over, oh. I would get the call. Yeah, so I got a good idea for a spinoff. We're going to have the Care Bears enter the U.S. Comics universe, oh. right? But uh, Anu doesn't like that Care Bear shit, so he throws him to a giant vat. And now it's like Care Bears and Chili, bro. Charlie, how much Tito's did you drink today, dude? All of I it. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's gonna really be on Listen brand for U.S. comics. Everybody, that is less. <laughs> how did Tito's not get the unsolicited plug? Oh, oh my God! Yeah, every Tito's. day is powered by Tito's. In Tito's. The pandemic. It sounds like it should be tequila, but it's vodka. <laughs> Tito. They don't even give a fuck either. They're like, call it Tito's. Shop. <laughs> oh, oh god. What? what but in um... any case, yeah, you gotta watch that trailer. It looks. It looks. Oh, this is my original point. Oh my god, you have three Not minutes left. Point. It's All super right, late for that. I need. To a certain degree, and I mean this with with. Peace and love, like like the last the last uh, like the last Beatles drummer said. Uh, to a degree, I'm certainly happy that this ended up on HBO. Not so much because I don't trust TNT, and I don't. 
but because HBO kind of owes me a little bit of an apology for season three of a certain show that we know and love, which took place in a similar uh, futuristic environment. But when we first got involved with them, it was only just cowboys running around. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Westworld. I'm looking at you. Dolores, put some pants on or a dress or whatever, because I'm talking to you, madam. They kind of owe me a little bit of an apology for season three. Not that it was bad. And again, we, 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 we've had this conversation. Was it just not I'm not saying it, It's not bad. I'm not angry at it. I'm just disappointed. Westworld, you can do better. Yeah, you know the, the bad thing about Westworld was that was another show that I was like, Westworld season three. And my girlfriend stared at me with a blank look like. Ugh. So we watched, we like binged the shit out of season one and two. So were Jess you, had like. Were Jess you able had, to control yourself though? Barely. Did you do a lot of this? Like, There was a lot of like, you're watching as hard as you see can. That? that was important what he just said. Let me rewind that. Ugh, by by the worse. time we got to the season premiere of season three, three, Jess had a pistol on her fucking arm. She had stirrups on. She was wearing and then chaps. Like, then the the opening sequence uh, played, and then she said, "What do you mean this is in the future? <laughs> Where's the horses? You, I don't want to tell Where's you what she, I don't want to tell you what she did to our Roomba." But she went full black hat on the technology in our house. Typical. I mean, that Roomba didn't see it coming. They say opposites attract, but they don't live together. So it's a good thing that she's a black hat because, ooh, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever have the opportunity to play Deadwood, oh, Deadwood, Red Deadwood, Dead Deadwood, the video game. Look, that that could happen. They waited like two decades to come out with a fucking movie, wrap it up. They could come out with a video oh, game. God, if you play Red Dead 2 with Charlie Boy over here, be ready, have a fast horse, get ready to run from the from the popo because those sheriffs are going to be on you like flies on horse poop because Charlie is the blackest black hat that done ever, ever cursed the Wild West. Oh, my God. My absolute favorite is we were going to get a bounty mission, and I fucking... And then they scored. my rangers i'm so glad that you uh fought back against the evil covid to get swept out of the playoffs good job guys see you next year you uh for the incredible the if you ask him nice potentially edible ceo of u.s comics john rivera i am not a gummy bear I, I'm going to put you in chili anyway. <laughs> I am the COO, Charlie <laughs> Rivera. And there's a very, very important mission you have, my friends. That's to hit like and mm. to hit share on this episode if you are watching it. 
uh, with your eyeballs on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash US Comics HQ. You can find all of our social media there. US Comics HQ. 43 characters. You can see so far. So far, you can see them. You can read their basic bio. Some of them, we give you the horse, the buggy, and a shotgun. Because some of these characters, you can read a big chunk of their backstory right there. U.S. Comics HQ on all social media. Also, make sure to bookmark our website, uscomicshq.com. And also, if you want to hear this show, auto uh, uh, the, the audio-only version, so you're not getting distracted by just how fucking good-looking my brother is. And then if you're a chubby Mine chaser, too. boom, there I am, baby. <laughs> Fluffy and ready to party. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash US Comics HQ or the audio version, US Comics Cast, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the whole nine. But my lovely friends, my people, thank you so much for joining us. But this show isn't over until it's really over. And the only way for us to, uh, we got, we got Shea Girl on the stream. If you want to see an adorable puppy, you got to watch us on Facebook. John, Shay, what is the only way? Shay, let's let's tell him. What is the only way that we end U.S. Comics Cast? You can go to Mr. Beery's this Friday, or you can just listen to Bad Mary right damn now. Right, Shay? Bad oh. Mary, take us out. I've had enough of your mother mouth and I'm sick of all your shit. This grandstand thing won't ever stop and we don't want to do it there. See you later. up.